Hi everyone, it's Bella. I make podcasts every week about random things I think about during my shower. So welcome. Um, I'm sorry I have not posted last week because I was so busy with my dissertations and essays. I've finished a twelve thousand word essay, a three thousand and five hundred word essay, and an eight thousand word essay. So I'm just really vomiting all the words and just trying to get things done as soon as possible. Well, actually, although the deadline is not too near, I still hope to finish everything as soon as possible and have the time to refine it. And so last week, I was just very occupied by my essays and dissertations. And because during the weekdays in the morning, there are a lot of construction work going on in the background, like in my home, so I don't really have the time, and I don't really have. The right like environment to record the podcast, and so I actually can only record it um in Sunday mornings. And so if I miss this chance, I rarely have the occasion. And um, I'm personally not like the kind of person that stay up all night or wake up really really early. So it's kind of difficult for me to record it. And so um, I'm doing it on a Sunday morning. And I if I miss this chance, I Don't really have another option but to wait for another Sunday morning to record it. But yeah, I finally have time, and I'm here to share something with you. This week, we're going to look at online information consumption or intake.、Um, I feel like when I talk about like online behaviors, usually we think about things like our privacy. And also the echo chamber effect, if you know what it is. But I'm not going to talk about these two. I'm just gonna slightly like tell you how I frame this discussion.、Um, oh my god, I sound like I'm doing like a dissertation because I'm repeating all these things like within the past week, talking about how I will conduct my、um, research and how I'll produce this dissertation or essay, and so. I feel like my mind is just so obsessed with these terms right now.、Um, anyways, yeah. So I'm just gonna slightly talk about the two things that I'm not going to talk about. But yeah, the first thing is about like privacy. So you know how the WhatsApp debate goes.、Um, so WhatsApp usually、um, allows this free platform for、um, users to communicate, but at the same time, they will actually. Read your information, read your messages in their platform. So they will try to utilize them to have some、um, third-party marketing purpose or to just sell these big data to third-party for analysis or marketing research stuff like that. I'm not too sure about the details, but I think、um, these are the main ways for them to utilize these big data. And so that's why、um, WhatsApp users are trying to find other platforms that would not read their messages, so they can have more privacy. And yeah, and if we also look at Google search, Google also reads a lot of our、um, information and how we use our data or what we search. And 
to help them refine their Google Ads. And so, yeah, but I'm not going to talk about this since, like, I feel like this is a much debated area, and so I don't think I have a lot to contribute to. But yeah, the second thing I think is also quite often mentioned、um, in our daily lives is the echo chamber effect. I feel like this is also a concept that come out really, really early. And yeah, so if you don't know about echo chamber effect, it's essentially talking about how、uh, Facebook will read our behaviors, like our likes or our comments or our posts, so they can recommend people that have the same、um, stance or the same values to us, so we can just I think like form a group or have more interactions. Essentially, they're just trying to gather people with the same hobbies, the same values, or the same political stance, so they can bond on Facebook. But the downside of that is you'll be in an echo chamber, so you can't really meet people that have opposing or different values from you. So it's like forming a bubble yourself, and you can't really interact with people that. Is different from you, and that's why it's problematic. But I feel like these these、um, behaviors or observations or phenomenon are mainly how like technology companies manipulate your data and impact your life or your values. But I feel like there's something also worth discussing about how we as like users can also use our power. On these online platforms, and I feel like this is kind of neglected or、um, less frequently discussed. But I feel like it's also kind of important and worth talking about. And so I'm gonna just talk about these things in this podcast, and hopefully, people will just generally be more aware of this issue. I'm sure you know how YouTube and Instagram works these days. How they reward influencers and Um, content producers, like they usually look at their views and their subscribers number on YouTube, and they look at、um, the followers and the comments. I think th- these are called reach and engagements on Instagram. And、um, if these content producers and influencers are famous enough, they will be able to make some money and become famous and. Their online production will become like a like a business that they can make money out of, and that's why I'm going to talk about how us users can contribute to their success, or how we can have our power in manipulating the result of this、um, online business thingy. It's pretty obvious if we、um, watch those YouTube videos or if we comment in those. Um, Instagram post, or we follow them on Instagram and subscribe to their channel on YouTube, will probably be helping those、um, content producers to become famous. And I feel like this is more real and more private,、um, in the sense that you know how before we usually have to really buy a product in order to. Express our support to those brands or that company. For example, if we buy things from,、um, let's say, 
um, H&M, it means that we like this brand and um, it's, for example, more more competitive than other brands like Zara or I don't know um, Primark. And so this is how we used to um, show our support as a consumer. But I feel like it's more real now because um, it's actually not about buying a product like buying clothes, but it's more like your um, consumption of content, your consumption of information. And it's more closely related to your values and that's why it's more private. Like you can just stay at home and to go on the internet and show your support by watching YouTube videos or by um, just commenting on someone's posts. Um, and you don't really have to do that like in public. And so you can just go on to whatever shady website or weird content to show your support and no one will judge you. And so I feel like it's really real and private in that sense. But of course, there's always some problems and issues that go with some new trends and especially with this online platform. One of the things I observed is that people just tend to watch a lot of meaningless videos. Um, for example, I don't know, like prank videos, funny videos, or just like videos of like five seconds to see like a, an animal doing some weird um, behaviors or to see like a kid being pranked on. I don't know. Um, there are usually sometimes clickbaits as well. For example, it says, oh, I've earned like 10 million dollars within a month or within a day and this these are videos that usually people will click into and i feel like it's kind of problematic um to see like so much content of this kind appearing on the internet and people actually clicking into it because i guess for me i feel like as an online platform like youtube I hope to find a lot of useful or meaningful information. Um, not necessarily very um, meaningful, but more like just informative in general and not just clickbaits or meaningless videos. But since people are so obsessed with getting all those like clicks and views and followers, they'll just want to get them to click into the video without needing to produce like a really high quality content and so content producers are just aiming for titles that would attract users to click into and also meaningless contents or just funny contents in general that allows people to entertain themselves but I feel like it's going like slightly further from the aim of YouTube or the potential benefits of YouTube because if you think about it what YouTube does is just counting the number of people that watched the video but they do not care about how you feel about the video because let's say you click into the video but you actually don't really like it you don't have to watch it you just open the video and you can just walk away and do something else and come back and just close the video and people will and YouTube will still think that you're actually watching it and um, YouTube does not know whether you like it or not and 
as long as there is enough views on the internet or on this platform, then YouTube will recommend this video to other people and get other people to click into the video so that YouTube can just generate more ads with more ads playing before the video. And that's a very toxic cycle, I feel like. It's actually not caring about how the content quality is and it's not caring about how people feel about the content and so it's like there is not really a quality control over the type of information that's circulating around the internet but just caring about how they can make money out of this cycle and yeah and as like a user you don't really have a lot of say a lot of control over this cycle but we're just part of it. Especially when you think about it, you can't really escape from it because even if you use an incognito window or you use like a private browser, like even with these anonymous tabs, you will still be part of this uh, toxic relationship because you don't really have to show your identity in order to be counted as like a view. You just have to view the content and this digital print will already be counted as like an engagement or like a view and so you just have no way to escape from it as long as you're on youtube watching videos how you browse how you click into those videos will be counted will be analyzed and um it will serve into this whole mechanism that actually encourages content that might be a bit um, problematic, I'd say. As everyone is so obsessed with all those clickbait, meaningless videos, for those people who are genuinely interested in producing high-quality videos, it's extra difficult for them because it is those meaningless clickbait videos that are getting a lot of attention but for those people who produce high quality videos, it's very difficult because perhaps it's slightly more difficult to get people's attention and their content might seem um, a bit regular in their thumbnail and so um, it's very sad. It's just sad that people that has poured a lot of effort into their videos but not getting the same type of reward they should get. So I feel like as a user, as part of this online information consumption platform thingy, there's certainly something we can do to change this whole problematic phenomenon. And I feel like the first step or the easiest step is to recognize that you have this power, to recognize that your cons consumption would matter because I feel like people are just so lazy or just so ignorant and usually when they go on YouTube and I mean you can't really blame them but when they are on YouTube they're usually just trying to find some entertainment and don't really care about what they do on the um, for example YouTube and just let's say they see this video that seems interesting they would just click and to lay back and enjoy um, it's, it almost seems like they're enjoying a movie and they just want to entertain but if you think about it for like a movie you actually go through this whole very strict selection process because you have to pay the money so you'll think twice before you select a movie and go to the cinema and pay for it but 
for a video it's very different because you don't really have to pay the money you'll just have to click into the video and just enjoy for like the next 10 minutes and even if you don't like it it's just it's just 10 minutes and so people don't really care and that's why those clickbait videos are so viral and those meaningless videos getting so much attention and yeah and so i feel like just as a user you just have to be more active in the selection process and you actively have to ask yourself if you really like the video and you have to think about whether this content is something that you want to spend your next five minutes into and like even if these five minutes seems like nothing to you but it's actually very important for those content producers and i feel like it's also a way that you signal that you enjoy or you support these type of content and you want more of it of course i'm not saying like you cannot have any fun on youtube and of course i'm not saying that you should not click into those funny videos and have like a moment of relaxation but i just feel like it's a bit disturbing to see how um youtube is occupied with so much of these weird content but for those people who are actually making an effort and pouring the time into their um quality work they're not getting the same level of attention um yeah i just feel like this phenomenon is a bit sad and perhaps there's a way for us to um, do something about it but yeah i do recognize that it's very difficult to strike like a good balance between our freedom to watch whatever we want and rewarding those content producers who are actually hardworking and insightful and creative in producing their content but yeah since we all know that online platform is so diverse so creative and full of possibilities it's actually something that we should celebrate because everyone is equal on the internet everyone's voice weight the same no matter you're rich or poor whether you're high educated or did not receive a lot of education you and i our views weight the same like there is no difference between your view and my view and of course if that means you don't really consider the user background analysis but i mean apart from that if we think about how the views the subscribers counts like they're actually the same regardless of your subscribers um, background as long as you get like a million subscribers you would be paid a money that's worth a million subscribers I feel like this characteristic that everyone's worth the same or everyone's voice have the same weight is actually very unique and probably has a lot of potential because if we think about it in real life we don't really have this privilege and it's only in the virtual world that everyone can actually be seen as equal and that's probably something that perhaps we can utilize in the future um i mean at this point i don't really have any idea how we can utilize this advantage anyway i guess at this point um as long as we're aware of the fact that we have such power and our consumption behavior matters it's a great start for more revolutionary changes 
on the online platform. That's pretty much it for this episode, and I hopefully will see you next week. Bye.